Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sideline GMs. We are the Jocks of All Trades podcast. I am Brad, joined by Kyle. Um, look, guys, we, we've given you one mock draft, but we would be so disappointing if we didn't do more than one. <laughs> so we figured we'd put together another one post uh, Wilson and Wentz trades. Um, and with free agency kind of raging right now, there is a high level of we will be doing two more other than our live mock, which you can catch at 7 o'clock Monday the 21st. Does that sound right? Yeah. Uh, At 7. Also, if you are interested, I'm going to make another post about this, but we are looking for a couple more people to join us. If you've always wanted to do a mock draft and kind of feel like you're actually like a GM making the pick and selecting, come join us. We have some teams open. Um, Even if we have one of your favorite teams, I'll, I'll swap with you so you can have your team. Um, it would just be really great to have some more people. Um, all that being said, what's up, Kyle? Not much. Uh, free agency, like you said, has been really raging. Lots of weird moves, lots of big moves. So this uh, mock draft is definitely shaken up from the last time, but I'm excited to get into it. Me too. So let's go ahead and start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was immediately like – Way different from the first one. Um, I understand both. I'll I'll tell you why I'm leaning more towards um, Hutchinson. Um, This was before they had signed Scherf and they re-signed Cam Robinson. But Mm -hmm. are you really going to triple down on O-line? You you know what I mean? I was like, and it's hard to pass up on a guy like Hutchinson and say, ah, we'll find somebody like him. No, you won't. Like, if that's what you want, just go out and get it. Um. I don't I just don't see them picking O line, but but they could because who else is good on their O line now besides Scherf and kind of Robinson? Yeah. Uh, my thinking was just look at the Jaguars offseason so far. It's been like miscalculation after miscalculation, I think. Um, while they have acquired good players, it's just not they're just throwing things at the wall, hoping it sticks. <laughs> um, I think Hutchinson's probably the best player in this draft. Um, and Icky's probably, you know, up there, but from what I know about Doug Peterson being an Eagles fan, uh, he's going to take that priority of the offensive line and really hammer it down. That's why they went after Sheriff. That's why they got Cam Robinson back. Even with those two additions, their offensive line is still pretty bad. Um, I think Icky can definitely play guard and tackle. Um, I mean, I could see either one here. I just think from the, from a Doug Peterson perspective, he really wants to nail down everything for Trevor Lawrence because he is the future. And um, people have said Iggy's reminded them of Jason Peters and Doug Peterson, coach Jason Peters, loves Jason Peters. So I feel from an athletic standpoint, he kind of wants that similar build. So that's why I'm going Icky at number one. Would not surprise me if they did. Uh, let's go to two. Two makes sense. Because, yeah, while they have questions on offense, at least they have Amon Ross St. Brown, who looks like he's up and coming. They have DeAndre Swift. Goff is serviceable. Like, they, they're okay. But what I will tell you they are the worst at is playing defense. Mm-hmm. And, um, honestly, Hutchinson would go here for me if Hutchinson was still on the board. But you have to admit, Kyle Hamilton is such an interesting prospect. Like, he feels like one of those once in a lifetime kind of safeties. And I feel like if they can go for it, they will. 
um, be an immediate upgrade to a secondary that is subpar every single year. Yeah. Um, I could see either one here for sure. The reason why I'm going Aiden is because the last draft, they really hammered down on D tackles. They drafted two, I believe. So from my standpoint, it looks like they're really trying to build from the line out. And if they had those pieces on defensive line, um, and I agree, the back half of defense is pretty mediocre. Um, You know, Barnes came in last year from Purdue. He didn't really perform that well. Um, now, Kuda got hurt. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. Amani's not bad at corner, but really, the middle of their defense needs a lot of work. So, I could see Kyle Hamilton for sure. Um, I just know they do not have a very good pass rusher. Um, and if Aiden Hutchinson went first in my mock, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they reached on a cave on Thibodeau either. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Aiden Hutchinson, number two. I like it. Uh, let's go to three. Yay, we agree on something again. Um, yeah, I, it it feels like what they're going to do at this point. If he falls to three, it's it's either going to be Iquanu or Neil. Um, for me, though, I, I feel like they're going to go after the guard position because I just feel like there's some more versatile guys in this draft. But Evan Neal is one of the biggest and most athletic out of those guys. And I think you kind of need a freak to hold down whoever in the world is going to be their quarterback come uh, September. So I just I just feel the O-line pull here. Yeah. I and mean, the thing that I've seen with Deshaun Watson getting traded soon, they're going to recoup a ton of picks for him. Um, yeah. And so, like, instead of reaching on someone, get the for sure thing. And Evan Neal is for sure, without a doubt, the guy, like the best guy at this pick for them. So why not just get the best player available? And then as you slide down to their other first round picks, and they'll have plenty of them, you can start rebuilding um, your offense for whoever the quarterback is. So it might be a good idea to get that ready before you actually draft one, because we both know there's not really a standout in this draft. So, Correct. Let's go to four, uh, the New York Jets. I'm so proud of me and color matching. I worked on this for 10 minutes and I'm proud of myself. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, their secondary is crap. Um, you can go either way. And obviously I didn't have Hamilton on my board. Um, but I kind of feel like people are starting to trend towards sauce as the number one cornerback in this draft. And it, I understand it. I get it. His stats that he posted in college, insane. The way he played Alabama, he didn't really get burned a whole lot against Alabama. Like, we had to rely on our run game. You're talking possibly the number one team in the nation next year. You were able to hold down with the Heisman winning quarterback. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to mean something to somebody. And I think the Jets need somebody with that kind of aura. He's already got a nickname. The Jets are going to love that if he plays up to it. You're going to see sauce merchandise everywhere for the Jets. And I just feel like this is a perfect marriage of need and compatibility. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think secondary is probably the way to go here um, just because they did prioritize offensive line a little bit and for agency. Now they did get DJ Reed, a corner from Seattle, but he's not a long-term answer, I don't think. Then they signed Jordan Whitehead at safety. But even with those two moves, I, I look at it here and – Besides Kayvon Thibodeau, 
You know, I don't think there's a, a lineman worth taking here, and I don't think they're going to reach on Kayvon. He seems to fall quite a bit. Yeah. So I think some of the best players right now on the board are these secondary pieces. Um, but like you said with Kyle Hamilton earlier, you know, he's he's not just a safety. He can do a number of different things for you. Um, and Robert Sala was with the 49ers um, as their D coordinator, and – I mean, the back half of that defense was just extremely athletic. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they try to prioritize defensive end in this draft. It's just, could they pull the trigger on a Thibodeau? Could they pull the trigger and reach on a Jermaine Johnson maybe or a Trayvon Walker? It, it just kind of depends, you know, if they trade back, they stay put. But if they stay put, I think um, secondary is probably the way to go. I agree. Um, here's where it gets a little interesting, and I, I liked that we had some differing opinions on this one. Um, honestly, it's the Giants. You could literally throw a dart at a board and pick a player, and that could be good for them. Yeah. Um, Icky just fell here for me, and I don't see them passing up no. on it, particularly because whether you keep Saquon or not, you're going to have to help Daniel Jones and establish a freaking run game for once in your freaking life, which means investing in an O-line that's not going to be crap. Yeah. Um, sorry, Thomas, freaking Georgia guy that hasn't done anything <laughs> for the Giants. But look, like Icky is not that. Icky is good. I I agree with you. He has gotten a lot of pro comparisons, and that that's never that's never been a oh he's got a pro comparison and then he just craps the bed. Usually that's not how that goes. If if NFL execs are like, hey, I have a pretty good idea that this guy's good. He's not uh, Jamarcus Russell. Okay. Like he's actually going to come in and be that guy. And I just, it's just where it fell for me. And I'm like, they can't pass on him. They literally yeah. can't afford to. Yeah. I would agree with that. If Icky was on my board, I'd put, I put, put him there because giants fans are salivating. I mean, they got uh Feliciano, put him at center Glowinski. I don't think either of those guys are like amazing, but they're both not tackles and they really need someone opposite Andrew Thomas. And like you said, Thomas isn't even that great. So, yeah, Icky would make sense here. I just put Stingley there because there's not a lot of love for James Bradbury. They kind of want him gone. Um, he's costing up a lot of money for them. And um, I, I have a hard time choosing between Ahmad Gardner and Derek Stingley. Um, I, I think it's really just like the flip of a coin between who's the number one corner here. Um, but I'm going to go the Giants with Derek Stingley here. Yeah, I like it. Let's go to six. Um, again, two very differing opinions, but both make sense. Um, Charles Cross, you, again, the same kind of problem with the Giants. It doesn't matter who your new quarterback is about to be, even though it might be uh, Deshaun Watson. If it is, that's great. If you still keep this pick, great. But you got to protect whoever's in there. You got to protect McCaffrey. You guys have been using McCaffrey like a bell cow, and that's not what he is. And of course, he's been hurt consistently. So I just feel like. I know you want the sexy pick of reaching for a quarterback, but at this point, sign a journeyman and put in some good O-line work because unless you're really in love with somebody, just pass on it. Yeah, I'm predicting here that they're going to lose out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and they're going to go for the next best thing. Um, Malik Willis, uh, a little bit of a similar profile to Deshaun. I would say probably a little bit of a – more dynamic runner and not as good of a passer. But uh, like you said, they 
they need a quarterback desperately. And if they don't get Deshaun, they could get a placeholder. They could stick with Sam Darnold, assuming they still want him. Um, but I have a feeling that they're going to reach on someone just to, you know, just to preserve Matt Rule's legacy there, his job. So I think Malik Willis can be a dynamic player for them. Um, if you look at Cam Newton with them, obviously they're not exactly similar, but he provided a lot of excitement, a lot of big plays. Yep. Um, he was the face of that franchise. So I think Malik Willis could provide them with some life and some energy, but you know, I think this might be a reach, but I think it's something they'd probably do. I agree. Let's go to seven. We, uh, I'm laughing because, again, similar similar thought process or just different side. Um, look, the battle is one in the trenches. Um, I realize that he's a defensive end, and I accidentally put D tackle. Whatever. Play both, honestly. True, and and that's what I was going to say. Talking about those flexible kind of players that can cover for those kind of gaps that you have in your your team. Like you kind of need both. If you can get somebody that can kind of play both, mess around, help you somewhere. And honestly, he's getting a lot of love. He is getting a whole lot of love. And I get it. He's good. He is very good. Um, it feels reachy, but just like I did with pick seven in the last mock, I feel like the Giants are going to be reachy. Even though he's not a bad player, I just think it's a little yeah. reachy. You could get him later at a discount instead of at seven. But it's the Giants. What are you going to do? Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with Charles Cross. I know you had Icky at uh, five, I believe. Yep. Um, they need to prioritize the offensive line. Um, they haven't gotten it right in years. And even with Andrew Thomas, I'm not sure if they got it right. Even with these free agent additions, they're not long-term solutions. Um, Dable knows that Daniel Jones isn't Josh Allen. I mean, I mean Daniel Jones cannot do the entire – offense by himself he just can't do it he's not Josh Allen so you are going to need to provide him with many many pieces and it starts up front um Cross isn't Iguanu but he is still very athletic a very good pass protector um probably needs a little bit work in the run game but um that's what you got the free agency additions for so hopefully they can work on that with him but from a pass pro standpoint I think he could easily slide in there at right or left tackle, depending on what they do, and play from day one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, let's go to eight. Oh, did you change yours? Ah, that's all right. Um, so, hold yeah. on, wait. Did you did you actually change yours? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, okay. Was that anyway. not what you? I'm I'm confused. Did I put that up there, or did you put that up there? Uh Originally, I had Jermaine Johnson here. Then I switched it at the last second and put Garrett Wilson. Um, oh, so yeah. I have the old one. Oh. Okay, that's all right. Um, so I had Garrett Wilson here. Just disregard Jermaine Johnson. You had oh, Chris Olave. Um, both of us understand that the Falcons. Uh, Calvin Ridley is gone for a year, and he's probably never coming back to the Falcons. Um Chris Olave would be a good fit. Garrett Wilson would be a good fit. Russell Gage went to the Buccaneers. Um, they are in on the Watson sweepstakes thus far. But even if they don't get him, I mean, you don't have any weapons besides Kyle Pitts, and it's pretty pathetic at this point. Uh, I think even Cordero Patterson's a free agent. Uh, so their best player 
a receiver is Olamide Zacchaeus, I think. Yeah, whoever the heck that is. So you and I both understand that receiver is a necessity for them. Um, I think either of these guys would do well, honestly. So I agree. I'm I'm gonna fix this really quick, but um, uh, for for me, it has to be Chris Olave. Um, you want to talk about somebody that really improved their draft stock in uh, a really great way very quickly. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it was Olave. He posted, what, 4.26, I think, in the 40. Yeah, um, I think I went that down was like unofficial. Yeah. But still, that's, that's freaking fast. Yeah. Um, and if you are a Falcons fan, look, you have to admit that Kyle Pitts and Olamade Zacchaeus are your best receivers. That should make you want to cry. That should make you really, really, really want to cry. Um, here's the corrected version. Sorry about that. Um, I didn't realize the old version was in there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, either Ohio State guy goes here. I just think Olave is more of that big playability guy. Um, and that's what the Falcons need, especially if you're going to roll with Matt Ryan for another freaking year. You're going to need yeah. somebody besides just Kyle Pitts. So yeah, for sure. Yep. Sorry, but I fixed that for you. There's your. Gary oh, good. I knew I saw it too, and I was like, "Wait, why does this say Jermaine Johnson?" <laughs> but okay, yeah. So the Falcons obviously could use either one, but yeah, we're we're both going to say receiver there. Here's where it got really fun, and I liked it because uh, it's it's very spicy, but it makes sense. Um. Yeah, I, I would be cool with either one. Either one makes sense. Um, you want to talk about somebody that I think is going to miss out on every sweepstakes and is not going to sign like the Baker Mayfields or the Matt Ryans of the world that they're being linked to. I think I would rather just draft somebody and see what happens. Yeah, um, Malik Willis, we've both talked about, we think is the best prospect. It just makes sense. Just send him to Seattle if that's what you want to do. He could, yeah. he could be like a Russ-esque player, come to think of it, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he could. Um, I just don't believe Pete Carroll when he said he love, he loves Drew Locke and they fell in love with him in the draft process. It's a bunch of bull. No one loves Drew Locke. I'm sorry. Um, that's a lie. Like, no way. So they definitely need a quarterback ASAP. Um, could be Willis. Could be. I think Thibodeau just probably won't go beyond this point. That's why I have him to Seattle. Um, they haven't had a good D lineman in forever. I mean, at a linebacker, I know they got rid of Bobby, but they still have Jordan Brooks there. He played pretty well last year. Um, they really need to build that D line up, and I think Thibodeau makes sense here. Um, but in reality, you could probably go any position you wanted. Um, and it would make sense because they, I mean, without Russell Wilson, they are a bad team, truly a bad team. So they could really choose anything here and it'd probably make sense. That's fair. Speaking of not letting Kayvon Thibodeau go anywhere, um, I have him at 10 to the Jets. You're right. He's going to fall, but he's not going to fall that far. Um, he's... He is worth it. He is, but I still think you could get him again, like at a discount. You don't have to pick him at two or three. Mm -hmm. You can get him way late and get what you want. And I think the Jets are going to snap that up if it falls to him. Because speaking of good defensive players, uh, when was the last Jets one you can think of that was actually 
really dominant. There have been decent ones, but nobody that's like, oh, you're Hall of Fame level. Yeah, they haven't had a good good stud there in a while. I would say Quinnen has some potential to be really good, but he can't really do it by himself. Um, but my thought process was the same here. I, I think they can really wait on a defensive end at 10. There's so many good ones, but there's not many really great safeties or corners early. That's why I think they're going to go that direction with their first pick. Then at pick 10, I think they'd be happy with Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, or Trayvon Walker, honestly, and be excited about their fit in their in their system. Um, and like I said, with Salah, like, that defensive line of the Niners nasty. Like They're going to do everything possible to build up that defensive line, and either of these guys, I think, can plug and play day one, provide them with a much-needed boost at defensive end. Yeah, I like it. Uh, let's go 11 with the Washington football team. Um, sorry, I can't call them that name. I really can't. Um, I think they're going to take a receiver. Um, you've got Carson. I don't think it's a great move, but you've got him, which means you've got to give him somebody to throw to because, I mean – the Colts didn't really have much for him to throw to either. And if you really are going to play the, well, we're going to pay him and we believe in him. Okay. Give him a weapon. And Drake London would be an interesting fit here besides USC's colors, almost matching Washington's. Um, he's an interesting prospect. He could either go in the top like five. He could go in the lower half to 25 to 32. He could be in the middle of the pack. No one knows because he was hurt. So we only have so much to look at and evaluate. However, I think the commanders are actually going to want to take somebody that they feel is who were they who were they calling him? I feel like they were calling him like Reggie Wayne. I heard that somewhere, and I Mike Evans like would be a similar comp too. Yes, because he's just he's just big. He's big for a receiver. Yeah, um, and I mean maybe that pans out for them, but I don't I don't see them really going much anything besides like offense here. Yeah. Um, I do like Drake London here. I, I think from what free agency has told us, I mean, Scherf gone, Eric Flowers, they released. I mean, they're releasing a lot of players, not just offensive line. Landon Collins got cut. Um, I believe Matt Iodonis, a pretty good D tackle, got cut. Tim Settle got cut. Um, a lot of guys because of, I guess, Carson Wentz. Um, but they really need to replace a, an interior, two interior offensive linemen. Um, and Sheriff uh, went to school at Iowa, so why not replace another Iowa guard with another Iowa center or guard, whatever you want to play him. Um, he'll probably do well there. So that's why I think uh, Linderbaum at center would be a pretty good fit here. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let's go to the Vikings. Uh, I liked this because we both had something very different. Um, I wasn't very original. I had Stingley in the first draft to the Vikings. And when I got back to the Vikings again, I was like, you know what? I still like Stingley going here because I mean, uh, didn't something just happened with Gladney and I knew yeah, he got, I've been running around recently and I forgot. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're going to need to address that first. Like, yes. O line you could address D line. You could address um, maybe a running back. If Dalvin is gone, maybe a receiver. If Thielen is gone, but your biggest one has to be your defense, and I'm going to say secondary first. Like, if you can't shut down the pass mm -hmm. game, you're not going to do anything in that division. So, 
Yeah, Stingley would make a lot of sense. Um, they did not hit on Gladney. That's pretty obvious. So going back at corner might fix their problems. Um, I know Daniel Hunter was in a lot of trade talks because he's being owed a lot of money, but no one really wants to pony up on the price. Um, I think Trayvon Walker, like we mentioned, can play defensive tackle a little bit, defensive end, but he's also pretty good in stand-up. And pretty sure Anthony Barr is a free agent right now, and I don't know if they're going to retain him, but just getting another piece to that defense that's athletic, that can rush the passer, do a bunch of different things. Um, they really need to get younger there and more talented, um, but you can make a case for corner as well pretty easily. That defense at one point was very, very good, um, but it's just been deteriorating and deteriorating over the last few years. While their offense is just the same level of stinky with really great players. So um, I think they're going to try to improve their defense. And I think defensive end or corner would make a lot of sense here. Yep. I'm with it. Let's go pick 13. This one yeah. makes yeah. because we're doing it again. Um, but again, it makes sense. Keep the guy in state, take somebody to help. You let go of Landry. Yeah. You got Amari Cooper, but my concern is who's behind Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones. We're going to have your tight ends, Austin Hooper and Njoku go out there. Hooper, and Hooper like, just got cut, too, actually. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so you really don't have any yeah. weapons. So even if you do get Deshaun Watson, I know you all are talking about getting him. If you only have one guy for him to throw to, because let's, let's be honest, Deshaun Watson has a cannon. Deshaun Watson likes to throw. Yeah. If he ain't got better than to throw to, he ain't going to come to Cleveland. I think you need to start telling him, hey, we're going to draft one of those Ohio State boys. Oh, okay. All right. That's different. I, I'm in it. Like, cause right now, what do you got to offer? We have two, no, wait, three, no, wait, four really good running backs. Yeah. Great. Who cares? Like, I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to put four running backs out wide right. on third down. So yeah. So um, I think either one is good. I just don't have Olave anymore. So Wilson was the next choice. Yeah. The Browns are in a, Tricky spot because um, even if they don't get Deshaun, Baker has made it clear he wants out. Yep. So way to go, Browns, for royally screwing that up. I mean, I know Baker is not the greatest, but from all accounts from what I've heard is that they want an adult at quarterback and um, going to Deshaun Watson as their adult doesn't make much sense to me. I just think they've mishandled that whole thing completely. But you're right. Either way, they need a receiver behind Cooper. Um, Higgins, who was Baker Mayfield, one of his favorite targets, I think he, uh, as a free agent, got signed by someone I forget who, but um, Hooper's gone and Joku's there, he's still a pretty good athletic tight end. But you're right, they, they don't they need more weapons on the outside. And either of these Ohio State boys, I think, would do very, very well for them. I agree. Let's go pick 14. This is kind of my little wish list, but you know what? I could see them doing it. It's a very Ravens move. Uh, like I told you in our episode on Monday, you, I was going to give you a very Ravens move. However, it's a very sexy move, and I like it. Um, and you know what? He could potentially fall here. and I don't think he's going to go past here if he falls here because Jordan Davis is a freak. 400, sorry, 340 pounds running a 4.78. That's disgusting. And if yep. the Ravens don't take him and he's there, I'm going to cry for a long time. Like, yes, okay, I know that we've just signed um, – my brain shut off. I know we just signed Darius, a Darius. Uh, Marcus Williams. Darius Smith, yeah. Yep, like that's great. 
but we still need help at the D line because sure. I don't know if Campbell is going to stay. Campbell is old. I mean, he's still good, but he's not going to post like 12, 15 sacks in a season. Yeah, I think he's a free agent right now. I think they're yes. really deciding whether to bring him back or not. So, so yeah, I mean, why not put a new stud in the middle? Like he could do, he could almost be better than Campbell if if he follows what his combine looked like. Yeah. Uh, so I my only concerns are his weight. I mean, he did look kind of gassed in the SEC championship game when he faces some tougher opponents. However, the rest of the year, though, like they had to double and triple team the guy, and he was still getting back there. So that's usually a good sign that he's good. Um, I want Jordan Davis. Don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I like Jordan Davis here. I also like um, Trayvon Walker. If, if he was still – yeah. If he was still on my board, I think that'd be a good fit too, because he is very much a three-four, you know, defensive end kind of guy. Uh, I think he could probably slide into what Campbell did. Um, Davis could as well. Um, the Ravens did get Morgan Moses as a tackle. Um, oh, that's another player that the Commanders lost, um, and I think he's going to replace Ronnie Stanley for right now because Stanley needs to work back from an injury. But the other tackle position is pretty bare. I think the offensive line from a talent perspective is also pretty bare and they really need to improve it from an athletic standpoint, from a nastiness standpoint. Um, I think Trevor Penning can really give you that. Um, they've addressed quite a bit on the defensive side of the ball already. So I think it's time to go offense and get someone to help out the offensive line. Yeah, I agree. Uh Hey, I'm giving you something that you probably wouldn't think of right off the bat, uh, but I think you'll like it. Um, Devontae Wyatt, uh, the uh, D lineman, D tackle, kind of DN, wherever they kind of stick him. Like They kind of did that with all of their front guys. Like just kind of yeah. threw him wherever, except for Davis. I think Davis always just sat in the middle. Anyways, um, look, Cox is getting old. So is uh, Brandon Graham, like, I love that front line, but it's getting ancient. And you know what? If you can take another big guy that proved that he is kind of a force to be reckoned with, I'd take him. Maybe not here. Maybe at one of your later picks, but definitely take him if you can because you and I both know they have to address it. And I know they drafted uh, – what's his name? Because everybody was excited. Was about it. What was it? Well, last year? Yeah. Milton Williams? Yes, that's right. But I don't, I don't feel like he did a lot to say that he is going to be that replacement. Yeah, he so, still needs to show quite a bit. But um, he played pretty well last year. I think they're penciling him in as like a pretty solid contributor. But you're right. Um, like they value D line very, very highly, and they did meet with Devontae Wyatt at his pro day, um, and. Most of the Eagles brass were at the Georgia Pro Day, which inclines me to believe that Devontae Wyatt is an option. Trayvon Walker is an option. Nicobe Dean, Lewis Sign is an option. Um, Quay Walker, you know, all these guys, Jordan Davis even, um, all these guys that could easily just step on the field for the Eagles and be probably better than what they have currently. So... Yeah, I mean, Devontae Wyatt makes a lot of sense here for sure. I wouldn't love it just because I think Hargrave and Milton Williams can do a lot for you, but it, it would make sense. Um, Ahmad Gardner, he's still on the board, so I think it's just a slam dunk. 
Opposite Darius Slay, they don't have anybody. And post Darius Slay, they won't have anybody. So I think Garner can be that lockdown corner of the future for him. I like it. Uh, let's go on to their next pick. Hey, buddy, we both said linebacker. Look at that. Um, Devin Lloyd would would really be a steal here. I know at some point he was talked about being like in the top 10, fell to kind of the middle because linebackers just don't get as much yeah. love. Or yeah. says. But Devin Lloyd would be good. He's rangy. He's kind of one of those freak athletes. And you know what? So is Nakobe Dean. I just didn't know if they were going to double dip into the Georgia pool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think Lloyd would be a really good fit there. You need a leader. And he was exactly that for a Utah team that people had kind of written off. Mm-hmm. And they they proved it. I mean, yeah, they didn't win their bowl game against Ohio State. But if you can go up against that defense and just keep playing hard the whole game and compete, that says something. Because I don't think anyone pegged Utah as like, a oh, they're going to win a national championship. They're like such a big power. But he still managed to be a massive leader for that defense. Yeah, he was. And I could say the same thing for N'Kobe Dean. Like, he was just that crazy freak athlete, scared the crap out of me every time we played him. Yeah. He's terrifying. He is. He is everywhere. He knows where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. He is scary. So I like both. I, I think linebacker, though, needs to be a big, big part of what the Eagles address in the draft. Yeah. And like I said, they were at the pro day. I think Nicobe Dean's one of the guys they're looking at. Um, but either of these guys, I'd be extremely happy with um, just because I think both of them have the potential to be like, Really, like these Devin White slash um, Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, and his prime kind of guys that really are just solidified as your number one linebacker, leader of the defense, and playmaker. And because you, I mean, you need a playmaker in the middle of the field. Um, not many. It's easier to throw in the middle of the field than, than outside the ashes. It is. Why? I mean, it's right in front of you. Like it, it's. He doesn't take as much arm strength because, you know, the outside's a little bit farther away. It's easier to throw in the middle. So, like, when that breaks down, when you have nothing in the middle and quarterbacks can just stand back there all day and pick apart your defense, your defense sucks. Like, you need a leader. You need a guy who's very good with play recognition, with making plays on the ball, and both these guys just have the instinct for that. So, um, I think either of these guys would, would be good. So, yep. Let's go to 17. This made me laugh. Uh, so Kyle and I don't talk about our mock drafts before we submit them. We just do them. And then uh, I, I throw in the pictures and make sure the names are in right and all that stuff. And then I saw this and I just had to laugh because this is just a complete flip-flop of what we had earlier. Um, but I understand both. Um, I feel like I was just more inclined for the Chargers, and now it's just been proven in free agency that yeah. – They've taken a lot of defense. And you yep. re-sign Mike Williams. It's great. But one of the biggest things you and I talked about with Herbert was he just gets knocked around quite a bit. Yeah. And you don't want that. You don't want that for your big guy that's supposed to be. And he's proven that he is pretty freaking good for a big question mark coming out of Oregon. Um, and because of that, you, you can't do the Joe Burrow thing. You can't do the Andrew Luck thing. You just You can't do that. You have to protect him. And Penning, I think, could just be one of those plug-and-play kind of offensive linemen. Uh, will he necessarily be like a pro bowler his entire career? Maybe not. But at least he's kind of somebody that can come in and shore it up and keep Herbert on his feet and push for what looks like they're gearing up for a Super Bowl. Yeah, they really are. Um, opposite Rashawn Slater, that would be really good for the Chargers. 
to get pending there. Um, and honestly, if I didn't change this pick, but I probably would have changed it to offensive lineman. I just didn't get the chance to after their free agency run. Oh, but even, good. but even I think I can make an argument for Jordan Davis just because they were thirtieth in rush defense last year. Like they were horrible up the middle. Now I know they got Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams, who Brandon Steely coached. That's really good. Um, and they got Austin Johnson, I believe, as well. But we've talked about Davis's ability to stay on the field. Like he's not going to be there. 90% of the downs like you're going to need some backups for him and with his ability to tackle or, or just take on multiple defenders I mean imagine what that opens up for Khalil Mack for Joey Bosa you know it's just insane and they're really rangy linebackers it's just insane what the athletic um, defenders on the outside can do with a guy like Jordan Davis so um Honestly, like if they drafted Jordan Davis, is it their number one need now? Probably not, but I think it just makes their defense that much dynamic and scarier. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, let's go to eighteen. Another laugh. Uh, the exact same player. Yeah, I just I I smell this. It's kind of the blood in the water kind of moment. Like, uh, it's if it doesn't happen, I'll be really shocked. Let me put it that way. Which the only way this doesn't happen is if this pick goes away and they get Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, and they definitely, definitely might get Deshaun um, from what it looks like. But if they don't, um, I think Kenny Pickett's probably the pick. I think they're going to make a safe pick with quarterback. Like I don't think they can afford to take a big swing on you know Malik Willis or Carson Strong, you know, guys like that. I think Kenny Pickett's a safe pick at this point uh-huh. who can step in right away and just give it to Kamara if he's there um, or Michael Thomas if he's there. If you he's know. there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just right the ship a little bit, you know, because, I mean, they need, they need a competent guy back there. And I think, if anything, Kenny Pickett's going to be, like, okay. Um, I don't think he's, gonna, he's not going to be a world beater, but he's going to be okay. So. So, quick side note: that's what makes me laugh about this. That Deshaun Watson could potentially be going to the place where the really good running back and the really good receiver may not be there once he arrives, yeah. unless this is kind of their way to try to get Michael Thomas to come back. That's true. So I don't know, but you're right. They'll pick the safe pick, and it'll most likely be Pickett. Um, he, 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 I think we did this too, but for now, I'm just gonna stick with it. Uh, yeah, I, I understand why you want Carl Aftis. We just talked about those big guys. He is a monster and probably he, he will probably be the steal of the draft, most likely. Um, of just you can get him late and he's probably gonna have an impact day one. Yeah, for sure. Um however, I'm sorry to keep beating a dead horse, man, but you guys have to address wide receiver. Trust you have me. To. I, I, I love I love Devontae, I really do. But I mean, it's Devontae and, and what else, you know? Um, and Traylon Burks, I mean, he had an interesting combine, but he's still good and he's just rangy. He's he's interesting. Um, he he feels like a wild card kind of receiver, and I like that because that's kind of it fits like Philly's offense. Half the time, Philly's plays break down and Hertz tries to do something and it goes haywire. For but sure. when you have a player that's like that in there that can establish a rapport with Hurts, maybe that helps Jalen Hurts. I know you're not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan, but I think he's the best thing for Philly right now unless you get like Deshaun Watson or something else. 
So if you are going to help him, give him that guy that's going to be there looking for his quarterback, looking to come up, make a play for him. Watch, watch. If they take him, I'll go ahead and say it. Watch Hertz's turnovers go down next year. Watch it happen. Yeah. I think I think Traylon Burks could be everything that Jalen Rager was supposed to be. Um, I really do think that. I just don't know if the Eagles are ballsy enough to do that to pick another. I mean, he's not the height, weight, speed like Jalen Rager, but just the guy that's not really established in terms of like route running and this prototypical guy that can. You know, what I mean, they're going to need him get involved in a variety of ways for him to be productive, um, which like they should be able to do. I just don't know if they're ballsy enough to pick someone that's not like, See, you know. And I, I, I hear you say that, but you and I both know they almost have to now. You missed up on you missed out on CeeDee Lamb and on Justin Jefferson. Watch, yeah. watch them pass on Traylon Burks and watch him just become, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. watch them goof this up again. I'd be more upset if Garrett Wilson – and Olave were on the board, and they didn't, they pick didn't him. get him. Oh yes, yeah. Like I'd be like, "What are you doing?" You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's just last. some receivers from some schools that, like, if they're there, take them. Take like, them. if there's an Alabama receiver there, take, take them. them. If there's an Ohio State receiver there, take them. Take if there's an LSU receiver there, take. You know what I mean? Just yep. go ahead and do it. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Traylon Burks would be really nice, and I'd love that. I just don't know if they're ballsy enough. I, I put Carl Aftis there just because I know they got Hassan Reddick, but Hassan Reddick is more of a tweener and a guy that's just going to go around the field and make a lot of plays. They really need a solid edge defender. That's Carl Aftis. Like someone just uh, set the edge. Yeah. No one's going by me. That's him. Like he's not going to be in the backfield a ton on passing downs. He's not that quick, but he's going to have his hands up. He's going to push the offensive lineman back in the yep. quarterback's face. You know, he's going to wreak havoc for sure. I think they need that. So, yeah, he he's scary. So I'd be all right with that. Um, let's go to the Steelers. Um, both make sense. Both fit. I I can't really say a whole lot other than, um, oh, I forgot his name. No. <laughs> Uh, Pouncey. Once Pouncey retired, it really screwed the Steelers' yeah. offensive line because they had a really good O line forever. And I know that Linderbaum is undersized. I know he's got concerns. I know that's not what people want him to be. But he's from Iowa. All those Iowa guys just seem to pan out for whatever reason. And I'm and, pretty sure they did just sign James Daniels. I'll check it. Who yes. went to Iowa? I yes. think. Um, let me check that. I think I'm I'm right on that. James Daniels went to Yeah, he went to Iowa. Um, so to pair him up with another guy from Iowa, that would be really nice. Um, they really are trying to rebuild that whole offensive line, as they should. Najee is their best piece. So like uh, yeah. let's you know, let's capitalize on that. Get him earth movers in front of them, get them guys that can like a Linderbaum who can run in space, go on those sweeps, like get Nache is not just a downhill inside kind of runner. He's going to do everything um, and make any kind of run for you. He can easily bounce it outside. Um, so like the more versatile your offensive linemen are, the better, I think. Um, and if Linderbaum was still on my board, I would for sure pencil that in. Um, he's not, unfortunately. And I think they're trying to rebuild that defense a little bit. They signed miles Jack. Um, as a linebacker, I think they're 
corners uh, are pretty below average. And, yeah, think, and Artie Burns left, so that leaves another hole in that secondary. Yeah, I think Andrew Booth could be um, good. I don't know if he's ever going to be great. I think he's going to be good. He'll be good. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, another laughing thing here. Uh, yeah, this feels like a no-brainer. Yes, I understand he's coming back from an ACL injury. But listen, like he is ahead of schedule. He is gearing up to play is what the reports are coming out of that camp to play mm-hmm. come week one. I'm like, whoa, like that's that feels rushy. But also like it wasn't like an impact kind of ACL tear. It was one of those like weird accident things. Whatever. It's I get it. If it is coming back, great. Don't push it, JMO. I love him. Um, but it just makes sense. Just put him with Mac. Like, regardless of whether they played together or not, it's still that Alabama to Alabama connection. Look, Nick Saban knows how to train those guys coming into the league. Now, whether they keep on it or not is up to them. We've seen that with Eddie Lacy. We saw that kind of with Trent Richardson. Like, we've seen it before. But I don't think we've ever had a wide receiver that hasn't performed where they're supposed to besides, like, character things. Like, yeah, I can't fix that. But in terms of talent and where they're supposed to perform – they do, and JMO, JMO's good. JMO would do really well for the Patriots, who are struggling to find a number one receiver. Yep, I pretty much echo all the same reasons. Um, they need d- dynamic playmaking on the outside. He'll provide that. Um, they did trade Shaq Mason away for a fifth rounder pick, which I find very odd. I don't know why he's only worth a fifth rounder. Um, but I don't really see a guard right now that I'm in love with to put him there. Maybe a Zion Johnson type guy, but um, I don't think they're going to go after one early. So I think Jameson's the pick here. Yeah. Well, because we, we all know the Patriots are only sexy in the first round. Outside of that, they just find these guys that just happen to work. Yeah. Well, maybe the first and second round. But then outside of that, they just pick these guys that just magically show up and, and pan out. So, yeah. That yeah they makes do sense. pick the unconventional for sure. Um, they do. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of unconventional, this whole franchise is unconventional, but you know, uh, look, the Las Vegas Raiders are just a dumpster fire. I thought about putting a receiver here, but I was kind of hoping they would address it in free agency. Um, if, if they do great, go after Andrew Booth again, not fantastic, but good. And it feels like a reachy Raiders pick as usual. So kind of felt like it was practical here. Yeah. Um, they just got Chandler Jones. That's really nice to pair up with Max Crosby. It's a very good duo right now in, in Las Vegas. Um, however, I think the inside of their D-line is uh, pretty poop, uh, honestly. And to really just right that whole ship, get the defensive line figured out um, would be really nice for them. And I think Devontae Wyatt with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby could be really, really good for them. So I'm going to go Devontae Wyatt. I like it. Yep. Uh, Cardinals. It feels like every time we don't talk about something, we still end up picking the same position for the Cardinals every time we mock. Uh, we both took a corner last mock. Now we're both taking a defensive end or an edge here, and it makes me laugh. Uh, but, yeah, Jermaine Johnson – is a steal at this point. He should have been gone long before this in my draft, but it's just, it happens to be what the needs are. And, and I just felt like he wasn't needed up till this point, but 
look, I, I'm going to say what you're going to say. JJ can't stay on the field. And, and we've talked about that, that he's great when he's healthy, but he's never been healthy consistently yeah. enough to be damaging for the Cardinals. So I'm going to go with Jermaine Johnson. I do love Ojabo. I just I still think Ojabo benefit from the Aiden Hutchinson effect. Uh, Jermaine Johnson didn't need that, so I feel like that's what gives him like the slight edge here. Yeah, I think Ojabo could um, be a replacement for Chandler Jones, not in terms of production or talent, but just like a similar body type. I think, um, but they really messed it up. I mean, they had Chandler Jones and Hassan Reddick at one point. And now they just have J.J. Watt there who can't stay on the field, like you said. So they really need to fix the pass rush desperately. Um, I mean, if they can't rush the passer, they have some good secondary pieces. They do. But if guys are just standing back there the entire game, you know, they're going to get picked apart. So you need to improve the pass rush desperately. And I think either of these guys would be pretty good for them. I agree. Let's go to pick 24, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, okay, this was before I thought they were going to re-sign Demarcus Lawrence. However, I can still make a case. That inside D-line is kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah Parsons, we both talked about, has kind of had to play a little bit of everything. Um, might be nice to bring in another guy that's kind of got that, like, boss mode mindset with Karlaftis. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine Karlaftis and Micah Parsons on a defense together? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of the best of both worlds. You just let Micah play back, go where he needs to, hunt the ball down. Let Carl Aftis and Demarcus Lawrence work in, on getting inside and disrupting something. Those three guys together could be really dangerous. And then what are you going to do when you throw the ball? You've got Trayvon Diggs back there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're actually starting to put together a good defense. They're like one or two pieces away from having a solid defense. But I like what you picked also because they do need something to go with Trayvon Diggs. Like, Trayvon Diggs cannot be the entire secondary by himself. Yeah, and they tried to resign Randy Gregory. That didn't work out well. He he bolted from the Cowboys, said screw you, and instead went to Denver. Um, so pass rush is desperately is something they they really need, and they should make it a priority. So Carl this would make sense here. Um, I would say on my board right now, the only one probably worth taking is maybe Boy Mafe. Um, I don't really see that here. So I think corner would make a lot of sense for them. They need one. Um, opposite digs, like you said. I think McDuffie is rising up the ranks quite a bit. So, former track star as well. Um, definitely has some speed, pretty good hands as well. Um, I think he'd do pretty well for the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, on to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, speaking of Trent McDuffie, um, when are they finally going to help the secondary out? Uh, I think they kind of just did that in free agency. So, this pick might be moot, but still. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, know. They, they do need someone opposite Tredavious White. They lost Levi yeah. Wallace in free agency. Their safeties are one of the best safeties in the league, but they're also getting a little bit older. Um, they won't talk about that though. But they are. Um, they just signed Von Miller, which we said before the podcast, to a lucrative extension uh, deal, six years, one hundred twenty million, something crazy like that. So I think corner would make a lot of sense for them to shore that up. Yeah. I like McDuffie here. Um, but offensive line as well, they lost Feliciano, like I said. I think they should get a talented guard in here who can plug and play day one. 
Because from the looks of it, Brad, they really are gearing up for a Super Bowl. Like they're putting yeah, they're, they are. Yep. all their chips in. So to get guys that can help you out right now, that's the way to go. I think both these guys probably could. So I like it. Uh, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, hello, we both had the same idea here. Uh, yeah, their O line. Uh, they lost uh, a couple guys, I think. Didn't re-sign some others. Um, I could give you the names, but that would require my brain to be working right now. I'm tired. Um, but look, Zion Johnson, they lost a guard and immediately thought, okay, look, if you want Derrick Henry to do anything, because Derrick Henry is the part of that offense that matters, especially since they just released Julio Jones, so that means they're back to square one with finding somebody with A.J. Brown, it means you're going to have to go through Derrick Henry, which means you're going to have to plug in those holes that you now have in your line, or you are going to lose out to probably the Jags and the Colts and potentially the Texans. So you could be the number four guy in that division if you don't if you don't seriously like pony up yeah. and pick somebody to replace stuff. Yeah. So I uh, haven't seen anything that they've done in free agency to address it. So I'm probably just going to guess that they're going to take an offensive lineman here. Yeah. Offensive lineman helped them out quite a bit. Um, they cut Julio Jones pretty recently. That kind of sucks. Um, he's a free agent now, but listen, I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in Tannehill at all. Like, no. like at all they are so great so they're going to keep just trying to make it work and to make it work you need an offensive lineman just to make the way for henry a little bit so they're going to stick to their guns and probably go o-line here just because they're kind of again maybe a little stupid on, on believing in Tannehill too much so um yeah offensive line is probably the pick here yep i agree with that uh on to pick 27 uh tampa bay uh, I know they lost again. My brain is just kind of shutting off. I know they lost uh, a corner. They re-signed another one, but it just feels like they're not addressing everything that they need to on defense. I think you agree with me on that. They yeah. brought in Russell Gage, so that kind of fits. If they do lose a receiver, Russell Gage is not amazing, but he is good. Um, but I just think it needs to be defense, and I like both. You could either go with a defensive end or a cornerback here, and both would shore up what they need. But yeah. look, to go back and win another Super Bowl now that you have Brady coming back, people are going to hate me for this. You have to bail out Brady. You have to. You have to have a good defense. Brady is not this young 27-year-old thing that can just make some magic happen. He still yeah. does, but he's getting on an age. The dude just considered retirement and came back. That should tell you he is not 100%. You have to go out there and help him on defense. Yeah, for sure. Um their defense is still pretty darn good, and it's going to be next year. Um, but to go back to the Super Bowl, you need a good quarterback. You need to get a pass rush. And I think if there's one thing on their defense that needs to be improved, probably is their, their just overall rushing the passer and covering the receivers. And you can help you can help out that by one of two ways, getting better corners or just blitzing a little bit more or rushing the passer better. So – I think either of these guys can make sense here. Um, you, you need pass rush to win the Super Bowl. You need a good quarterback. They have one of those. Um, I guess they could go receiver here. Um, maybe they did get Russell Gage, Mike Evans still there. Godwin tore his ACL. So I don't know when he's going to be back. But from the looks of it, I think they're going to go defense. Yeah, which they probably should. Uh, let's go pick 28 Green Bay Packers. I thought about a receiver here, but it is the Packers. Um, 
and and their defense is really good. But again, it's missing some some key things. Um, now that they've lost uh, Zardarius Smith, he kind of did kind of play linebacker. Sometimes did come in as an edge, like he was kind of a big bodied fella. Um, maybe it makes sense for them to just go in on an edge and in the draft and pick up a linebacker and kind of address two needs there. Um, but again, Ojabo, I've said Ojabo is good. I just don't think he's that good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be an elite player. I think he'll be a good player, maybe a great player. We'll see. But um, it just it feels like a Packers pick. They're, they're not going to do anything to make Rodgers feel happy because apparently Rodgers complaining about the Packers doesn't mean anything because he'll just keep coming back to that toxic ex uh, yeah. like he claims that they are, and I don't want to hear from him anymore because he's stupid. So. Yeah. It seems like Rodgers is getting everything he wants from the Packers right now. That's kind of why I put Burks there, um, just sense. because he got the money that he wanted. Um, now, now Scantling, Valdez Scantling is a free agent, and he seems to be kind of picking and choosing where he wants to go. I don't think he's coming back. Devontae Adams still wants to play on a long-term contract. They haven't established that quite yet. Nope. So I think to maybe heighten that a little bit and to push Adams is like, all right, then we're going to draft a receiver like opposite you or to take your place if you're not going to sign with us. So I think Traylon Burke should be a good fit here and he can do a lot of things. Like we talked about with the Eagles earlier, he's not just a one trick pony. Um, yeah. I think Rogers could easily just get him the ball whenever and wherever need to be an instant impact. So I like it. Uh, let's go to pick 29, the Miami dolphins. Ooh, the color on this is so much better and more readable. Hey, we both agreed on a receiver again. Uh, Drake London is long gone. Lots of receivers are flying off the board in my draft, which made me think, listen, he's worth going in the first round, and I think it could be Jahan Dotson. Like, you could use a speedy guy. You already kind of have that in Waddle, but you could use a speedy guy on the outside or move Waddle to the outside. Like, if you have a second speedy guy with good hands, you have options. Put, Put Dotson in the slot. Put Waddle on the outside. Put Waddle in the slot. Put Dotson on the outside. You could finally actually play around a little bit and give to us some options about, hey, it's not going to be obvious what we're doing on this play. We're going to try to mix it up a little bit. You could do that if you invest and give him something good. And and London is long gone, so I thought Dotson would be the one that deserves to come up into the first. Yeah, I like that pick. I think London, too, is very different from Jalen Waddle, and that could be a good reason to pick him here. Um we don't know about Tua. We don't know if he's going to be the long-term answer or not. But to pair up Jalen Waddle with a very different kind of receiver, a jump ball kind of guy, um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Because um, they don't really have much talent besides Waddle right there. I mean, they did get Sed Wilson, I guess. He's okay. You know, like he might play the slot maybe. Um, but I think just to get another dynamic guy on the outside, I think Dotson could easily play outside too. I think London's more of a um, – you know, like we mentioned, Mike Evans kind of tight, just a jump ball, which I think they they really do need, but they should definitely go receiver here, and I think either one would be pretty good. I agree. Let's go to 30. We're counting down to our last couple ones here. Uh, again, I haven't really changed from the Chiefs going after Daxton Hill until I found that they signed another safety. So this pick doesn't make sense anymore. Had that not been signed, I would have stayed with Daxton Hill, but they've addressed that. However, I think Matthew will be on the move. 
Um, however, where Matthew goes, it's going to make a big difference, I think. I think they kind of goofed up by not re-signing him in some way. Yeah, they got Justin Reed in free agency, but I don't think he's a long-term answer there. They lost um, Tredavious Ward at corner to the 49ers, so their secondary is a little bit in shambles right now. Um, I do know Tyreek Hill is – well, Patrick Mahomes is pretty uh, – you know. Uh, he's confident they're going to get our second receiver and he's confident that management's going to pony up and get him one. Um, they're trying to extend Tyreek, I believe right now it's going to take a little bit and a lot of bit of money. So, uh, McCole Hardman's not bad, but he's not what, what they were promised. He's pretty average. He's very fast, very electric, but it's about all he is. Um, so to get another just real receiver for Patrick Mahomes could make them, that much more dangerous. And I think even though David Bell didn't perform that well at the Combine, I think he's one of those guys that doesn't need to. Um, I think he's going to be a really good receiver, and I think the Chiefs are going to be lucky to get him here. I agree. Let's go 31. Shocker, neither one of us have changed this from our first pick. Um, So I'll just – I'll make it short and sweet here. They're going to reach – they needed a lineman. They've signed people anyways, but they're probably still going to double down on it because of pressure from outside the fan base, probably inside the fan base, because notice him getting whacked on that last play was what caused them to lose the Super Bowl. So I think everyone is really aware that they need to take somebody. It's probably going to end up being Bernhard Ryman. Sorry, buddy. I hope you do have a good career, but I think you're just going to be the scapegoat of picks right now for the Bengals unless yeah. something drastically changes. Yeah, since since they lost, since they picked Jamar Chase, um, well, even before we knew they needed offensive linemen, but after that Chase pick, they have been really struggling to catch up to to get pieces there. They reached on Jackson Carmen. They signed two guys at free agency that did not deserve deserve the type of money that they got from the Bengals, and they're going to reach here again just because they know they need offensive linemen. But they're not doing a good job at picking good ones. Um, so I think that's probably going to be Joe Burrow's whole career, not going to lie. I think it's going to be very reminiscent of a Russell Wilson type where they were never able to get him offensive lineman. Or, or luck. Just, or luck. Um, so I think if it's going to happen, they're going to reach again. And listen, like with the Bengals, I think they're going to be really good you know, for a while. And when that happens, it means you're going to pick at the end of the first round usually. So there's not going to be your stud lineman usually there. So what do you do? You either pony up and trade a first rounder for someone good. Um, you sign the best free agent out there, but even then that doesn't work. Like they had their chance to draft some elite linemen. Um, I don't know if Raymond's that guy. Uh, I think he's or, serviceable, but or worse, Burrow gets hurt and you get a good pick. But then again, you would have avoided that in the first place had you picked an lineman. Right, so oh. I, I think it's going to keep happening, honestly. And, I um, do, too. Yeah, Raymond's a pick, I think, here. Let us move on to our last pick, which is the Detroit Lions. And we had a bit of a controversy with this last pick, but that's okay. Um, I, I'm just sold on Detroit wanting to find a replacement for Goff, and they can't really wait for next year because next year they could get rid of him, which then means they have nobody. So unless you're going to just pull in some random rookie next year and throw everything at him without having anything behind him, I think they will take Desmond Ritter. Ritter is an interesting prospect. 
he could go early, but he didn't show enough to do that. But his career, his career with Cincinnati has been incredible. What he has been able to do is incredible. And honestly, he hasn't had a bunch of great weapons around him. So it really has just kind of been Ritter. It's kind of the Kellen Moore story. Like, what would have happened, you know? Um, so I I just think they're going to be a little reachy. I think they're going to take Ritter and hope that Ritter turns into something decent and better than Goff. Yeah, Ritter's more like Mariota than, than what I've seen from anybody else in this draft. Um, very similar statue, stature, uh, very similar numbers, the combine, things like that. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think he would do – it's a lion. So, like, they're not really ready to, to do much right now. They have established a good running back. Um, Hawkinson's good. Amon, Ray, Amon Ross St. Brown's young, but he's promising. They got DJ Chark in free agency. Hopefully he pans out for them. Um, I, I really do think the Lions are in the business of looking at quarterbacks. Dan Campbell at the Senior Bowl was, was very adamant about that. Um, so I don't know who's on their radar. It could be Ritter. It could be Malik. It could be Sam Howell. It could be Carson Strong. Um, I don't think any of those guys are ready to step in and be world beaters for the Lions. But they could take one here for sure. The back, the end of the first round is a very sneaky pick for teams to grab a quarterback. Like it happens quite a bit. The Ravens traded up with the Eagles in that year and got uh, Lamar Jackson. Like it's a pick where I think one of these quarterbacks could go. I don't know if it's going to be the Lions, but I think there is a quarterback probably going to be there at the end of the first round that teams will come up and get. Um, I have Devin Lloyd here just because he hasn't taken up any space in my first round yet, and I still think he's a first-round talent. I just really didn't see any other fit here. Um, I think he's a Dan Campbell kind of guy, and he will run over the whole field, make a lot of plays for them, which they desperately need. They need a playmaker. They need many playmakers on that defense. Um, They got Aiden Hutchinson, I believe, with my first pick, and then now Devin Lloyd. So um, it's a good tandem to build on for sure. I like it. Well, thanks for hanging, everybody. Um, Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, tell us what we can be doing differently or what you'd like to hear us do. Um, Again, uh, next week we will be around on Monday at 7 for a live mock draft. If you have anybody that would like to join us, um, please let them know. We have some teams we're willing to flip around a little bit to try to get you a team that you might like. Um, We just need some more people that just really love doing mock drafts, and uh, we'd be happy to have you. Um, also look to us uh, next Friday to be doing Smash Popcorn. Not sure what show that's going to be yet. I had a guest fall through, so we're going to try to play around with what movie that needs to be and establish that later. But again, thanks, guys. Hope this uh, kind of gets your wheels churning and get an idea of what your team is going to be taking. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Later.